Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks of the world who are embracing freedom and discovering purpose. Need a surge of inspiration? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited, joy-seeking entrepreneur who is on a mission to find like-minded, open-hearted freebirds to share their stories of triumph, struggle, and inspiration. Until you're ready for your own adventure, let's clock out and live vicariously through others who have blazed the trail. And welcome to the next episode of Clock Out the Vicarious Life. Today I am doing a bonus episode because I just got back from a couple of weeks of pretty extensive travel and I'm super excited to share it with you guys. I took a week-long solo trip by myself in my husband Brandon, my very handsome husband Brandon and I's new Sprinter van. We shifted gears from purchasing an investment property in Costa Rica earlier in the year and instead decided to buy a sprinter van and build it out and convert it into a camper for us to be able to use more locally across the U.S. Uh, We got to thinking about it and we thought, well, crap, we got about four or five years of time that we're going to be in the Montana northwestern area of the U.S. And what better things to do with some extra investment money, then purchase a sprinter van that we can travel with, that we can take our dogs to travel with, and that we can take Grace and Abby if she'll come with us and check out the United States and surrounding areas. There's so much in this country that is right in our backyard that I've never seen, that Brandon's never seen. And we thought, well, why not play in our own backyard for the next five years or so, and and maybe longer than that as well. Uh, But I just wanted to do a quick bonus episode and share with you guys some of the cool things that I experienced and some of the lessons that I learned along the way. Um, So both trips, we went down to the southern states with the goal of getting to warmer weather. First trip was in February, not warmer weather, definitely not warmer weather. We went down to Sedona because it's got an energy vortex. It's full of metaphysical professionals. And I was very interested in the culture just to kind of feel it out and had never seen red rock before, had never been to the desert before, had never been to a mountain desert. And it was magical. I mean, it was one of the most magical places that I feel like I've been. It snowed when we went there because that's what happens. Anytime I travel, I bring the cold, miserable weather with me because that's what I'm trying to escape. And I think that that's probably a probably a pretty good lesson to learn in life. And the universe keeps throwing at me, throwing it at me over and over again, because I just refuse to learn this lesson that you have to be happy where you're at and trying to escape something just brings on more suffering. So I think that's the universe's funny way of reminding me of that by bringing cold, snowy weather anywhere that I go. So anyway, we went down in in, uh, February and yep, it snowed. It was crazy and beautiful and wonderful. And we had just an absolutely magical trip. So I decided on my solo trip that I wanted to explore that area further because I wanted to take my doggies on their first vacation. And I think that, first of all, traveling in the the Sprinter van by yourself or traveling in the Sprinter van anyway, there's a whole bunch to be learned. And I didn't want to take that first trip with my dogs and learn along the way. So I decided that I would 
go back to that area and do a little bit of research for second homes, for investment properties, for hiking trails, for the dogs, for mountain bike areas for Brandon and I, and just have some time to do some soul searching on my own, have a little bit of that um, solo time that I need so much for my free spirited uh, personality. And it was amazing. I started out, I was going to a podcasting conference so that I could learn some new tools and tricks and do a better job improving this podcast. But when I got to Las Vegas for this conference, I realized on the very first day of class that it was a marketing ploy. Uh, every class was an hour, actually it was only 45 minutes long, and it was just enough content to give you to pique your interest, but with no real depth or uh, value. It was more of like, a, oh, hey, look at this. This is an amazing product or this is a great person. Now sign up, subscribe or purchase to actually get the value. And I thought, no, you know, life is better. There, that life, that There's so much more in life to do than spend it in a place that I wasn't interested in being in. And I was like, man, I'm going to take the rest of this time. I'm still going to stay away from home because I've already slated this time out and I'm going to go explore on my own. So very last minute with no planning, I took off and started heading back towards St. George, which is where I had spent the first night. I went to St. George, got some, um, did a little bit of pre-research on BLM land that I could boondock on, which boondocking is basically staying in free on you know forest service land blm land and it's free there's no services there's no a lot of times there's no wi-fi no water it's you have to be self-contained it's it's camping it's true camping and i was stoked so i decided to go back towards saint george just because that was the the another area that i wanted to explore further and rerouted myself towards the valley of fire when i had seen the sign and thought wow this sounds interesting so shifted gears with no planning and drove through Valley of Fire, which was absolutely breathtaking. It was early season, so there was hardly any people. And I got to spend, oh, I probably did four or five hours climbing around on rocks, um, checking out, I mean, just gorgeous red sand, red rocks. Sun was beating down. It was amazing. I pulled over, did a little bit of writing in between because it, it brought on so much inspiration and creativity. Um, took, I don't know, 400 pictures, I bet. <laughs> and then from there I decided, well, I'm going to check out Zion Park because I don't know. I don't know anything about Zion Park. I heard it's beautiful and they allowed dogs to a degree. So I just wanted to check it out. And that was my next stop and um, stayed the night, started out at or stayed the night at St. George on BLM land, got up the next morning and went to Zion Park and again, early season, so they weren't doing shuttles yet. You could still drive through, but the weather was miserably cold. There was probably too many people for my liking, and it does take a little bit of pre-planning. I mean, you've got to pull permits in order to do, and, and, and there you're not guaranteed to get a permit. I mean, it's they take select people, so you've really got to do a little bit of pre-planning for things like Zion Park. It's not something that I think you you could get the best experience from on a quick whim. But regardless, um, my sprinter van, by the way, her name is Gertie. It's Dirty Gertie when she's all full of mud and muck and snow and filth, which most of the time she is. So Dirty Gertie and I 
got to see, you know, from the road, we got out, we did a couple of the little hikes with people. And once it got, you know, to be a little bit nicer in the day, the people were out full fledged. So I said, I've had enough of this, took a couple pictures with Gertie with the gorgeous backdrop and just decided I would check this one off for another day with further research. Um, So onward, I went with the intention of going to Bryce Canyon because it was in the direction that I was going, which I don't know why I chose that direction. It was literally in a five minute peek at a map. I'm like, oh, this is close. Let's go here. Um, I stopped at a gas station and spent about 40 minutes chatting with this very nice gas station attendant, studying maps, checking out the area, asking questions, you know, because I'm doing research for investment properties as well. And he was like the nicest guy ever. He gave me coffee for free. We sat and chit chatted and he said, you know, you got to skip Bryce Canyon. It's pretty snowy. And I'm like, I'm avoiding cold weather and snow. So yeah, I'm going to take his advice and also took a wrong turn. So ended up in Page, Arizona instead of going to Bryce Canyon and Page, Arizona was amazing. Uh, As soon as I got there, ate some lunch, had some Thai food, because that's what I do when I'm you know, alone or with people that, um, you know, you know, a lot of people don't like that type of food. So if I'm by myself, I'm going to find Thai or Indian food, which I did and sat down and did some research on boondocking, dispersed camping locations that I could stay the night there because I quickly found out that Page, Arizona has Horseshoe Bend, which is beautiful, beautiful cliff. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a Colorado river runs below it. It's just, it's a, it's a sight to see. And additionally, they have slot canyons that the Navajo reservation gives tours on. So, um, was going to do some camping there, but decided that I wanted to shower because that's another thing that I learned along the way is that you've got to find places to take showers. And cause I don't have that built into my sprinter van yet. So, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try an RV park because I want to have that experience to be able to see if my dogs would be able to stay in a setting like that. I mean, obviously, Brandon and I are well behaved enough. We could make it in an RV park, but my three beagles, and if I bring the rescue dog, which that's just too many for one vehicle, uh, that's a little bit chaotic. So I'm glad I did that because I quickly discovered in this RV park, which was a very small, probably designed more for overnight, you know, one or two stays at most. It's not a long-term big fancy RV park. Uh, It had showers. It had a little pool that was not something I would dip my toe into. Um, But anyway, and uh, learned that you definitely want to read reviews on the showers before you pick an RV park or a truck stop because this had a trickle of water that was really more, um, I think it probably did more damage than good because it just got me wet and gross enough to be like a stinky dog than to actually be clean. So, uh, yeah, quote unquote showered there, discovered that my dogs would never ever make it in an RV park because you're too close to other people, to other dogs, and they would bark and be rambunctious, which then brought me to obsessively researching how to train your dogs to not bark. And I gave up on that within three minutes because my dogs just, they just won't. So whatever, we'll stick to dispersed camping, boondocking type of thing. Anyway, so Page, Arizona, amazing. Checked out the landscape uh, that I went out and looked for some mountain biking places. I went and got an, an adapter because my van doesn't, didn't have the right kind of cord. Another thing I, list, I learned that you've got to have every kind of adapter possible, it seems like, to plug into these type of places. And I only wanted to plug my van Gertie. I only wanted to plug Gertie in so that I could wake up in the morning and have coffee without having to go anywhere. And I could spend some time reading and writing before I took off for my next adventure. So 
I did just that. I got a new RV adapter and had coffee in the morning. That night I went to Horseshoe Bend and sat on the cliffs and watched other people take experience type selfies. It was a little bit disturbing to watch, but at the same time I can relate and I've been there before. I think it's just something along your spiritual journey that you grow out of, but all the people standing on the cliff posing in these positions and these postures that make them look like they're really enjoying life and that they're, uh, you know, in the moment and they're posing like they're looking out over the cliff in this in-depth, thoughtful moment. But then as soon as the camera's done clicking, you know, they jump on their phone and start doing all these things. They're not in the moment at all, I guess is what I'm saying. And it was kind of interesting to observe that from the vast majority of the people there. Uh, I sat there for a couple hours, watched the sunset, wrote in my journal, and from across the cliff, I found another individual that was doing something very similar. And from across the cliff, he looked at me, I looked at him, I'm like, I see you. And he's like, yep, I see you too. It was kind of a cool spiritual connection that um, gave me faith in humanity. It's it was something else. So anyway, from there, spent the rest of the evening reading and riding back at my campsite, had coffee in the morning, and away I went to Moab. I wanted to do a little bit of research on, I was thinking about going to the Grand Canyon, but I wanted to say I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to experience that without Brandon or Grace or Abby. I, I just didn't want to do that alone because I've heard it's just so spectacular. So uh, had the intention of going to Moab because it's the mountain biking mecca of this, you know, this side of the Mississippi, I would say. And I wanted to go there for the last 10 years. I wanted to go check out some trails, see how dog friendly it was, see if I'd be able to take the beagles or not and scout out campsites, etc. As soon as I pulled into Moab, which was like a five hour drive out of my way, as soon as I got there, it was so phenomenal, so beautiful. It, I was so excited. The charming little town, all the little shops, and maybe it was how long I had been out on my own because I always get homesick about two days into a trip always. I start missing my dogs. I start missing my kids, my husband. Uh, maybe that's what it was, but I said, you know, I'm not going to experience this whatsoever without having Brandon here too because I just wanted to have somebody else to share that experience with. So I stopped at the bridge, checked out the Colorado River down below uh, in all of its glory. I mean, it was such a powerful, beautiful, muddy brown river. Uh, it was raining, sat there, soaked in the smell of the rain for a little while, jumped in the van and thought, I need a real shower. <laughs> so um, drove for another five hours or so and ended up back in St. George area where I explored a little bit more, found another Indian restaurant that was amazing. I think it was called the Red Fort. Had an awesome elephant out front. It's delicious. And then camped out on BLM land again. And then the next day I returned home. And from that experience, I learned that Maverick gas stations are the best. I love them. They have Scott to ply toilet paper in every place that you stop. They are immaculately clean. Every time you come to one, they have water fountains in the back because I don't use plastic if I can avoid it. So I can refill my water container, you know, in between stops without having to pay for, you know, I mean, obviously you can stop and fill out big gallons, but it's nice, easy, quick refill on your water container, which is amazing. And they have nice little outdoor picnic areas where you can have lunch or let your dog potty if you do have your, your dog. So anyway, love Mavericks. They're amazing. 
Um, also discovered that you should plan out around showers if you're going to live this lifestyle because you can get in a spot where there's just not good ones. And I'm just picky about that. I want to be in a safe area. Um, I stayed in a Love's parking lot one time while on my way back because I got stuck on the Idaho side and couldn't get over Manita Pass because it was closed down due to a snowstorm and discovered there that there, I feel like they're a safe place to stay. I stayed next to another sprinter van and had no issues. It's not as scary as what it sounds like it should be. But of course I pack a pew pew and had that ready just in case, but had no issues. Um, it was amazing. And also I learned that pretty much every place that I went along that route was very dog friendly except for, you know, Zion, you're not going to take your dog through Zion. So leave your pets home on any national parks. I think that they're, they're allowed in some areas, but if you're going to get the full experience, they're definitely not welcome in um, the in-depth backcountry type places. So next trip, I got home from that, had an amazing, amazing spiritual journey. It was just awesome. So much alone time. I loved the fact that I could stop and eat anytime I wanted. I love the fact that could go three days and start stinking and nobody cared because it was, you know, just me. It's fine. And I got a ton of audiobooks read on that solo journey because you don't have to worry about what somebody else wants to listen to or what somebody else is maybe in the mood for when you're traveling. If you're not doing, you know, deep conversations or small talk with somebody else. You, so when you're traveling by yourself, you can just get a ton of reading done via audio, uh, audiobook, which I use Audible. And on that couple day trip, I read one book twice, and then I read another two books. It was um, Kyle Cease, Illusion of Money. I read that twice. Once the that was my first book I read, and then it was also the last that I read because I reread it towards the end of the trip because it was so good. I read um, another one of his books, Kyle Cease. It was I can't remember the name of it. I hope I screwed this up. And then the third one was that the universe always has your back. All of them were really good books. It was great for inspiration, for creativity, for deep, deep thinking and growth, which is what I really love about alone time anyway. So I got home and I said to Brandon, I'm like, you've got to come check out these places. It's so amazing. We should schedule a trip. I want to go in the sprinter van with you, with the dogs, pick a place. Where do you want to go? And he said, you know, let's check out the Redwoods. I said, great, pick a place or pick a time. When are you free? And I don't think he was expecting that. So he just kind of threw out a random week, which was like two weeks away. I'm like, great. Sounds good. Put it on the calendar. Away we go. And I went to planning. Uh, we planned on going with the dogs to the Redwood, did all the research I could on boondocking, on different uh, dispersed campsites, etc., that were dog friendly. Even though it was a place we had been before, I felt comfortable enough with understanding where to find camping sites that we would also be able to find one with dogs. There's enough of them down there that you can always find something. So I wasn't too worried about it. And we planned for that trip. And then three, four days before decided to shift gears because it was calling for 70% chance of rain every single day that we were supposed to be there. And with three dogs outside in muddy, rainy, mucky conditions, and then having them get into your van that you sleep and drive in, it just didn't sound appealing. So I said, let's go somewhere a little bit more dry, and then we'll do the Redwoods a little bit later when the weather's nicer. And he said, great. So we decided to go down south into the desert area again and check out 
more investment properties. So we had not seen Prescott yet. It was on my list because my dear friend Jackie said it's like the Christmas tree capital of Arizona or something, which makes me never want to go there to be quite honestly honest because I hate Christmas, but she loves it. And I'm like, okay, if it's cool, maybe we'll buy an Airbnb or something there if it's a good investment and if it's got good recreation. So we put Prescott on the list and then we wanted to see Sedona again for a second time because it was supposed to be busier and we wanted to see what it looked like kind of at max capacity because I don't like to be around a ton of people and there's a lot of people, but make sure you can still get recreation in without being around a million people was kind of the the goal. And then we put the Grand Canyon on the list because it's something we really wanted to see and decided that we wanted to take the dogs on this trip for their vacation. So we set out with a goal of heading to Prescott first, and we were going to stay at the BLM land in St. George again on the way down, but check the forecast and the temperatures were supposed to be in the thirties. It was supposed to be two days of cold in the Prescott Sedona area. And I'm like, man, we just, we want to get into some nice weather. So we shifted gears and went down by Vegas because it was supposed to be in the sixties. And we went and played on the outskirts in um, the recreational areas. Cause there's a ton of little state parks right before you come into Vegas on both sides of both sides of Vegas. So we went down there, stopped, played in the Canyon with the dogs. They got their first, feel of the desert. They saw cactuses. They sniffed them off. They had so much fun. They played in a little muddy river. <clears throat> Bruno, who came from San Diego, felt the sand in his toes. The second that he felt it, he started sprinting in laps. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting uh, horse here. But anyway, started sprinting laps, started digging, and you could tell that he was reliving a memory from his little puppyhood. And it's funny because when I reached out to his old owner, and sent a picture of him digging and playing in the sand. She sent me back a baby picture of his doing the exact same thing. And she said that that's, that was his favorite activity was digging in the beaches. So very cool. Um, <clears throat> anyway, outside of that, we just enjoyed this, the nice weather outside of Vegas. Decided to go through Valley of Fire again so that Brandon could experience it. Because I thought it was so magical and it was very dog friendly. And it did not disappoint. We took the doggies on a couple different hiking trails there. They climbed the red rocks. I mean, they climbed all the way up on top of this cliff and we're looking down over the whole park. It was awesome. They loved it. We got some amazing photos of them to be able to keep for all of eternity. Have to keep them on leashes. Of course, our dogs aren't leash dogs, so it was a little bit of a struggle. And it's also really hard to climb. It's hard to climb rocks with dogs on leashes because they pull you all over. I guess that's kind of hazardous, but we didn't care. And it's also, they're just, they're just not good at being on a leash. They pull that kind of made it a little bit miserable by day three. We decided we'd had enough of that by the way. Anyway, so from Valley of Fire, we decided because it was really nice weather, we were able to take sweatshirts off, have a little bit of t-shirt weather. And we decided that we wanted to go south at that point. So we drove down to towards Prescott, but didn't, when the road started getting rough, oh my God, by the way, I have to tell you from Prescott over the hill to Sedona. No, is that where it was? Yeah. Prescott. Anyway, you get into Arizona from Arizona to hot dog. I can't remember where it's at. I'll think about it. Anyway, worst roads I've ever seen in my life. I can't remember the strip of highway, but it was right when you get after Nevada and into Arizona. So we must've been going to somewhere. Anyway, doesn't matter. The worst roads ever. We saw no less than 15 cars pulled over with blown out tires with, I mean, like 
probably their rims all jacked up because any of those little low profile cars that were traveling, there was potholes that seriously had their own zip codes, like three bed, two bath pothole. These things were freaking huge and they were nonstop one after another on the highway. And if it was dark and you tried to pass into the passing lane, there was like the full Grand Canyon down the passing lane of potholes. And there was like 15 cars in this 20 mile distance that had been pulled over because they blew out tires. They busted up their suspension, whatever happened. Crazy. So anyway, I started to feel the rough roads and it was dark. And I thought, you know, we're going to pull over here. We already missed the Hoover Dam because it was dark. We're just going to sleep. So crashed out there on some dispersed camping sites. I think it was BLM and woke up in a big mud puddle. It's fine. And headed on down to Prescott the next, next day. Saw beautiful sights on the way there. Got into Prescott. Beautiful, beautiful mountain. I think it was like 6,500 feet elevation. So it, it looks a lot like Montana. It's gorgeous. There's big ponderosa pines. That's where we slept was out in uh, up on Forest Service property, and there was huge ponderosa trees. You would never know you were in the desert. It was just crazy. It reminded me of being back in the Butte area with the big boulders and granite rocks, etc. So uh, we explored the downtown walking area of Prescott, had brunch there. Our dogs were so well behaved. It's super dog friendly town. We had all three of ours on leashes and passed the dog every three seconds because everybody had their dogs out walking. They had this amazing I don't know, probably five or six block radius around their courthouse that is their central business district. And there's people everywhere. They said that it was abnormally cold. So their season was just starting, but it wasn't in full swing. But on a normal day, there's music and vendors all over in that walking area. We were early for the season, but it was still packed with people and activities and things to do. It was a really trendy, cute little place with shops galore. Loved it. Um, looked Actually looked at a couple properties there with a real estate agent, get a feel for things, and then enjoyed the evening camping out up in Forest Service with our doggies with a fire. And it was a true camping experience. It was really, really nice. Uh, next day, we decided to roll out to Sedona and we were going to camp in Sedona that next night. But when we got there, we, we did a nice hike up you know, really far out away from where all the other people go. Only ran into a couple of people, had a blast. Little Bruno stepped on a cactus and had an injured paw, was totally dramatic about us. We ended up packing his happy ass out a little over a mile to the car. Uh, that was a really fun experience because he was so willing for a ride out. It was hilarious. He ran and put him up on his shoulders and, and packed him. And he was just, he had a smile on his face the whole time. Bruno did, Brandon, not so much. And, um, yeah, that was the end of our hike hiking for the day because Bruno was a wounded soldier, uh, had Indian food again for dinner. Brandon's a trooper. He too likes Indian food. So I kind of get my way when he travels with me a lot of times. Uh, we by the way, we'd had Prescott, we had barbecue that was like through the roof. Amazing. That was something that we did for Brandon because he likes barbecue food. Um, anyway, next day decided to head out from Sedona. No, no, no. We, we didn't stay in Sedona. We actually, I can't remember. I can't even remember where we stayed. Um, we were going to get an Airbnb that night. That's right. We had, that's the day that we decided we'd have had enough of dog leashes because there it's exhausting pulling them everywhere, getting out to use the potty for them. Every time they, they have to take a walk, there's three dogs on a leash. You're walking them around, getting pulled. It was pretty exhausting mentally. 
Uh, and by day three, we're like, we should just get an Airbnb that has like an actual fence and we can let them run free and we can soak in a hot tub and take a shower and, you know, recoup a little bit. But it, it, we couldn't find one that was affordable and that took pets and that was kind of made sense. So we said, screw it. And we just kept driving instead and headed towards Flagstaff, got up on Flagstaff, had the most beautiful drive between Sedona and Flagstaff. It is awe-inspiring. You climb up over this great big huge pass. Um, I forgot Jerome. That's where we went. We stopped in Jerome, Arizona as well before Sedona. Yeah, right before Sedona. And that is, I guess, the most, they call it like the most haunted little ghost town in America. It used to be an old mine, mining town just like Butte is, which is cool. And it's built on the the top of a mountain, this huge cliff. There's like all these switchbacks, maybe three or four blocks of shops and town or uh, restaurants and whatever at the very top. It's got, a, I think it was like 7,700 feet elevation on top of this gorgeous pass overlooking, I think it's probably Cottonwood that's below that. We walked the dogs through there, got some pictures, had brunch. It was a really, really cool little town. Uh, looked at a property there as a, a like a mini hotel, thinking that that might be a good little spot for Airbnb style stuff, but decided it really wasn't our jam because it's it's one of those places I think you can do in a day. And I think most people would continue on and stay either in Prescott or in Sedona. So we decided against that as an investment opportunity, but very cute town. Highly suggest that you take a tour through there. It's amazing. It's got great little restaurants. It's adorable. And I found out after we got home that Maynard Keenan, lead singer of Tool, has a winery there. And I was super bummed because I would have gone in there and introduced myself and maybe pitched myself to be his, um, I don't know, assistant something. I don't know, buy a place next to him just to say I owned a place next to Maynard Keenan. <laughs> Obsessed. Anyway, onward. So then we went to Cottonwood, then we went to Sedona. So I did miss Jerome in there. Anyway, and onward to Flagstaff. We climbed the canyon out of Sedona to Flagstaff, one of the most beautiful drives I've ever seen in my life. Highly recommend it. Gorgeous. There was some snow. I think we went through it at the perfect time. Gorgeous river that runs through at the bottom of it. Got to Flagstaff and hit 26 degree temperatures again. And I said, fuck this. I'm done with this vacation. I've had enough dog pulling. I've had enough leash walking. I'm freezing again. And the shower that we took at the truck stop previous, by the way, we stayed, we went to two truck stops. One of them was called Petro, I think. 10 out of 10. Amazing. Great. They had awesome services, amenities. Awesome. Uh, the cost is $16 there for a shower. Brandon and I shared a shower, which we save on costs, which is always nice. Drink coffee while one's showering, then, then swap it out. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And then we also showered at a Love's Trust, which was not quite as nice, but was like a nine out of 10. And it was two bucks more expensive, 18 bucks versus 16, just in case you're wondering. Uh, great experience. Also, I would feel safe now that I know I would feel totally safe traveling alone, showering in a truck stop. I wouldn't feel like it's as scary as what my parents, I grew up thinking from, you know, legends and your parents telling you how dangerous truck stops are. I just, I don't feel it, but whatever. Um, so Got to Flagstaff, decided it was too damn cold. I told Brandon, I said, let's keep driving. Got to sell ourselves a cup of tea and then down the pass. We went to try to get to a lower elevation where hopefully the temperatures would be warmer. We were having a little bit of issues with our heating. We, we do have a little diesel 
high altitude heater in our van, but we don't know it very well. So it was doing some quirky things. We didn't know why, but it would work in the morning, but not in the middle of the night. Not really helpful. We thought maybe with it being in freezing temperatures that it had gelled up because we didn't put our additive in there quite soon enough. But even with additive in there, it still did the same thing. So that's on our list of quirks to figure out. But regardless, it was comfort heat. It's not like we needed it. It was totally fine. So onward, we went down the pass and ended up stopping. I think it was called Ashford or Ashland or something. And we decided to stay at a truck stop because we were due for a shower. He stunk, not me. I never stink. Um, no, that's not true. It was probably me. But anyway, so we stayed in a little truck stop. So that way we could wake up in the morning and do the Grand Canyon shower, have coffee, do the Grand Canyon, and then we were going to head home as fast as possible, which we did. So that day we took the dogs and walked the, went into the southern rim of the Grand Canyon, and it is every bit as awe-inspiring as what is described. And I highly recommend that you take your um, family there, anybody, check it out. It's amazing. It's beautiful. My dogs loved it. Fun fact, all three of them can say that they shit at the Grand Canyon because they did. Uh, fine and dandy. People were not excited to see dogs there, even though they were welcome. I checked the regulation and I didn't care because I thought, well, you're bringing your three-year-old kid that's screaming. I can bring my dog that took a shit on the sidewalk and I cleaned it up. No harm done on either party. We can all enjoy this beautiful landscape with no one being offended. How about that? Which is what Brandon and I did. We checked it out. We did the driving tour, stopped at, you know, several spots to look out over and enjoy the scene, took a couple pictures and decided that it's definitely something again that you have to do extensive planning for. And I would like to come back and hike and go down the rim and do like a week long backpacking endeavor. That would be amazing, obviously without dogs because they're not allowed and it wouldn't be safe with the temperatures either. We were there at perfect time. There wasn't a ton of people. It was nice enough that you could wear a jacket and enjoy it, but uh, definitely something that you want to put some extensive planning into if you want to actually experience it and hike. So from there, we cruised out, got around back into Navajo land and stopped and had an authentic Navajo breakfast at a trade. Uh, it looked like a, like an old outpost trading trading post, probably a government building back in its day. It was in Cameron, Arizona. Gorgeous, though. Cool building. Great breakfast. And then we were like, all right, vacation's over. Hit it. We're going to get home tonight was our goal. Didn't happen. We drove Mach 90 at about 75. because That's the speed limit, I think. And as many times you have to pull over a lot with dogs, you know, you got to give them their stretches. You got to give them their potty breaks. Um, same with us. Like we have to stretch a lot. So we decided we would just make it as far as we could, which we ended up in, gosh, dang it. Where did we stay that night? I think it was almost, we were going to go all the way. And then that's right. It was like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I said, why are we pushing through? Let's just stop. And I think it was somewhere around Pocatello. And again, we could have stayed in a campsite, but it, it's dark. You don't really know where you're at. So we just rolled into a Love's gas station and that way we could get up in the morning, grab coffee and just knock it out and be home by 9am the next morning for my staff meeting at my brokerage, which we missed. We were about a half hour late for that, but um, it is what it is. So yeah, great experience, great vacation. We had so much fun. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun to kind of break down some of those lessons and some of those cool things. Uh, so an observation, the difference between traveling solo versus with someone else and dogs. The benefits of being alone is that you get to read those books. You get to have that deep reflection time. You get to stop when you're inspired to either write or, you know, really take it in. You don't have to leave when 
you know, when you're with somebody else, you're trying to think of their comforts and their, you know, you're trying to do this read mind reading. Oh my gosh, do you want to stay? Are you done? Oh, are you hungry? Whatever. All that goes away and you can really just focus on your own time, which is really cool. But with somebody you have like really great company, you get to share in the memory with somebody else for the rest of your life. So like, you know, me and Brandon numerous times since this trip have been like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. Do you remember this? Oh my gosh, that was so cool. When we remember when Bruno did, you know, whatever, I couldn't do that and have that reflective time with somebody else if, you know, we hadn't gone together. So that's one of the beautiful things. And then also it's nice having somebody else to help you with the chores, like pumping the gas, navigating. One of us can be driving. We can switch off driving. The other person can be looking for the campsite or where we're going to eat while the other person's driving. So that's a really, really nice thing. Um, and then also for myself, selfishly, I get more reading time because while Brandon's driving, I can be reading or I can be writing on my computer, which is nice. Um, what's next for travel? Brandon and I are going to knock out that Redwood trip eventually. Cause after he brought it up that that's somewhere he was wanting to go, not something I had ever planned on doing. It wasn't on my radar, but now I'm obsessed. It looks amazing. I can't wait. So we're going to do that probably maybe alone, maybe with the dogs. I'm not really sure. Maybe with Grace, if I can talk her into it, but really there's a ton of recreation and, and hiking and my kids don't really like that stuff. So those are trips I like to do with out kids are ones where it's a lot of outdoor, either mountain biking, hiking, etc. Um, and then, you know, with the girls this year, we're planning a trip to Thailand or possibly Italy, maybe Bali. I really want my daughter, my Grace, my youngest, I want her to see a different country every year while she's still at home and 18. And then my older girls, you know, they have to buy their own plane tickets and pay for their own trip, but they're welcome to come with us um, as long as they pay their their travel expenses. We, you know, would buy food and all that stuff for them, but that's just teaching them that they have to also contribute because they're adults, they're grown as adults. It's what it is. So anyway, we're, we're researching Thailand to go check out some beaches in Bangkok and, um, show the girls inexpensive travel options, hopefully with the goal that they continue to explore and travel even without us, which Abby, by the way, my 19, now 19 year old went on her very first solo trip, went to Salt Lake with a friend to see a concert. They spent three or four days and it made my heart so happy to have her sending me pictures, giving me experiences, giving me updates on restaurants and food and things she saw and pictures of mountains. She sent me all sorts of pictures of mountains because that's something that I love and appreciate. And that is just something that makes me happy in life is to share my love of travel. And really, it's not even travel. It's my love of joy seeking experience, just different experiences, which feed inspiration. And I think that's really what I love about travel is that it inspires me. And with inspiration comes creativity with creativity for me is just absolute joy. And this last trip, I had a lot of fun with photography. I really, I started to learn some, some stuff from a dear friend of mine, Sam Gonzalez is a photographer, and he was giving me some tidbits on taking better photos so that I can use them for my travel blogging and writing projects. And so I had a lot of fun with that aspect of creativity. And then I get back and I get to do things like this, which are sharing these travels and learning lessons with the world as well as writing. So that's what's next. And you're going to see a ton of trips across Montana for the next four or five months because I'm going to be working on some writing projects that involve trips across our great state of Montana. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys got something out of this. If you didn't, just know that this is super fun and joyous for me. So if nobody listens to this, 
zero fucks given. It's it's all about just um, having creative outlet. And if you got something along the way, then that's amazing. And I'm super grateful for that. All right, clocking out. Thanks for listening. For more on this guest, simply check the show notes. Like what you hear? Please subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Together, we can grow and inspire.